Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. this episode, we get to speak with Yvonne Dam, helping driven business owners to double their turnover, not their hours, by one-to-one online coaching. She coaches you to do a bucket load of work in very little time, so you can grow your business at your own pace and go to the pub with your mates afterwards. Yvonne Dam is a recovering workaholic. She spent the largest part of her career working all hours of the day until a burnout stopped her. She quit her job to continue elsewhere until she discovered how to optimize her performance through a combination of goal setting, extreme focus, and bringing fun back into the equation. She became the CEO of her life and started Amaze Yourself Coaching. Let's listen in to the episode. Yvonne, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yvonne and I met through our mutual love for creating content, the 30 days of videos challenge that we started, um, Rob and I, and a couple of us, we started this program two years ago, and then he restarted it. He brought in a whole bunch of folks and Yvonne was one of the participants. She did the 30 days of videos and she has not stopped. She's still doing videos. So that's really awesome. So thank you for coming on. No, it's my pleasure. I'm very delighted to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What's a little more, you know, for for the sake of our audience, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what inspires you, and what's a little bit about your journey and how you got started. Okay, so um, I'm Yvonne. I'm an online coach, and I help driven business owners that are very busy because they're great at what they do to diminish their working hours and double their turnover. Mm. Now that in itself seems a contradiction because I'm telling you, you can work less and make more money. But in my experience, people who are really good at what they do, they attract so much work that they tend to lose focus on their goals and they're basically busy with a whole lot and they miss focus. And when you miss focus, you do a lot of unnecessary work that really drives you away from your goals. So what I do is I help them to get clear on their goals again. I draft a plan with doable steps so that they know that they can achieve their goal. And then I help them to achieve it. And the very critical part is that I also help them to change their mindset. Because we, most of us, and I think this might be especially in the United States, we have been conditioned that we need to be on 24-7, we need to work all the time. And I'm telling you that you don't have to and that it's actually better to take a break now and again. And that's the hardest part for people to really come to yeah, agreement with because they're not used to it. So that's in a nutshell what I do. That's really awesome. I mean, that's the dream, right? Work less, make more. I mean, why not? Yeah, precisely. There's, 
there's a ton of people that that um, brag that they work 70, 80 hours a week. I'm like, how is that bragging? How are you spending time with your family, with your loved ones? How are you enjoying life? Because time is something that's not coming back. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. It's it's I, I think it's twofold. It's almost like it is um an awesome thing to say you're working so many hours. It's the same when people ask you how are you doing and, and people answer, I'm so busy. <laughs> That's not really an answer. I'm just so busy. It's like, oh look at me, I'm very successful because I'm so busy. And I think as long as we go with it and we're like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm busy too, that this myth almost keeps itself in place. And, and that's where I come in because people can tell you I work 70, 80 hours a day. And when I ask them, so but are you happy? Are you healthy? How is your relationship? You know, um, then there's always something that they're not happy about. So Mm-hmm. relationships often are under pressure um the relationship with the children as you can imagine is quite you know um not where it should be their health because the first thing to go is always the workout yes <laughs> so Absolutely. and then and then there's no time to eat properly you know so there are no breaks so it's not just your physical health but your mental health that goes back as well so I don't think that saying you work 70 hours a week is a healthy thing or something that you should be proud of. Um, but for me, let's be honest, I don't mind because I get to do more. Amen. That is that is so true. So you said your name a little differently than how I've been pronouncing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as Americans, we just like to butcher everything up. Uh, so Yvonne... What inspired you to take this track and, you know, tell us a version of your story that nobody's heard of before. Like, you've been in this business for a while. How did you arrive? Um, so I've, I've worked in the corporate world for over 20 years. Um, I actually lived in New York for a while as well. Um, I loved it, I must say. And... Um, and, and I've, I've done several things. So I've, I've been in finance, in HR, in consulting, change management, performance management. But I always worked with uh, Forbes 500 companies. And most of them um, have a culture of being always on, you know, always being someone's back and call, not being surprised when you get an email at 11 p.m. and you still need to reply to it, things like that. Um, so I'm grown up, if that makes sense, in a culture that requires you always to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I must be honest, I loved it. I really loved it because I love my work and I love working there. And, you know, it, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. Um, but then at a certain point, I was actually um, about to become entering the partner program, which is the highest level when you work towards it, you know, for the entire period. Mm-hmm. And then I looked around and I thought, is this really what I want to do? And I thought, no. <laughs> so when I was asked, I actually said no. And that was like such a shock to, to everyone because you can imagine this is what you work towards to and everybody's like, ooh, that's the holy grail and you say no. And, um, 
instead of, of doing that, I actually quit my job and I, I started traveling the world. Um, I, I joined this much smaller firm where it was almost the same, but on a, on a, on a little scale, so to say. Then I moved to South Africa. Um, I'm Dutch, by the way, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from the Netherlands. I moved to South Africa, um, rejoined that large consultancy firm and everything started again. Went to London, rejoined. Um, so I, I stayed there. And it started in South Africa where I actually at a certain point in time was doing two jobs. And I thought, you know what, this is actually too much. So what if I just stopped like doing half of my work? What would happen? Just out of curiosity, what would happen? Mm-hmm. And I did. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. It was shocking to discover how much things we think we need to do or we do, or it's all about appearances. And, and I just started focusing on results and I made different choices. Um, I, I was, uh, was going to say a beginning mom. Can you say that? You know, my, my little one was very small. Mm-hmm. So I, I started to make different choices and the amount of freedom that it gave me was such a liberation that I thought, I should have done this way, way earlier. Um, so it, it, it was almost like that's the beginning. And, and I felt so liberated and I felt so, so pleased. And it, it started at work, but I started implementing it throughout my entire life because often we say yes to people close to us because we feel we need to, we're people pleasers or we think we help them yeah. and we get miserable in the end. So when I discovered that, that actually choosing for what it is you really want is such a liberation, I decided, well, I had been coaching my whole career. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to tell people. It's, not, it's like a secret you can't keep to yourself because mm-hmm. it's so amazing. People need to know. And um, that's how I started my business. Very cool. So spend less time to make more money and you have to make the decision you have to experiment right so you that's what you did you did the experiment it was a success and you're like kicking yourself why didn't i start this earlier precisely for all the (laughs) entrepreneurs out there start early experiment all the different ways that you can because you know what there's people that spend less time in work but but it all comes down to how many standards, what's that, SOPs, right? How many SOPs do you have in place? Precisely, right? yes. And here's, here's the funny part. A lot of entrepreneurs, they mistakenly call themselves entrepreneurs by working 80, 120 hours. In fact, they are freelancers. Yeah. Right? They are not, they, are, they haven't employed a team. They're not scalable. All the stuff that they're doing is not scalable. So if you want to brag that you worked, if you, you're you really busy, you should be saying, I work a thousand hours a week. Yeah. Now that's braggable. Yeah. That means that you have a team <laughs> doing stuff on automation. And that's the goal. That's what the goal should be because every day you can have over a hundred hours when you employ the right strategies. So Yvonne, tell us how can somebody get started in this path? 
Um, to work less, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what I always, my first question is always, what's your goal? And because a lot of entrepreneurs are in business to make money, I ask them, what's your financial goal? Mm. And you would be surprised how many people don't even have a financial goal. Um, so we start there and then let's say you want to make 100K, you know, let's just as an example. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask them, okay, so what are you currently making monthly? What's your turnover? What's your income? And what's your minimal required income? So where do you play even? So you're, you're, you're just, you know, being able to pay all your costs, your rent, what have you, everything. That's your minimum. And then what's your desired? Well, that's easy because that's 100K divided by 12. Um, and then if we look at your desired income, I will ask you, okay, now, I don't know what you sell, but let's say you sell a package. How many packages do you need to sell to get to that monthly income? Mm -hmm. Let's say you need to sell two. Okay, I need to sell two packages. Great. How many people do you need to speak to? How many leads do you need to have to be able to get two customers? Yeah. Well, let's say you're awesome at sales. So you have four conversations, meaning you turn four proposed customers to two real customers, right? So then I say, okay, so you've got, you need four people to get to in a conversation with you. Great. Now, how do you get those people to talk to you? And that can be various ways. I, mm-hmm. I, I always like to start with what people love to do. So some people love to network. Other people like social media. I don't mind. It's just... What do you need to do to get to this for? And if that is clear, then already half of my clients, they are relieved because they are so busy with everything else that if you break it down to these simple steps, oh, basically, I just need four conversations a month. Well, I can do four. Yeah. And then I, I say, okay, so now let's see what you're busy with. How can you start focusing on getting those four calls? And what are you all doing that doesn't really help you to get those four calls? Let's postpone, stop, delegate, outsource. And and this sounds very easy, but I can tell you when you've got a, a business up and running and you are over, you know, over your head in work, mm-hmm. it's not that easy to scale back, but this is, this is the backbone. And I think every um, entrepreneur should have this and basically have it printed in front of him. Um, so that's where we start. What's your financial target and, and how do you think you're going to get there? Dude, that is, that is very, very clear and clear cut and very simple. Yes. Right? How many packages are you selling? And... Or how many packages do you need to sell to meet that monthly income? Yes. You want to make 10K, 20K, 30K, right? Then it, the number goes up and then you can scale based on that. But once you have that formula down, you're off to the races. You know, almost 15 to 20 years ago, I remember Ed Dale from uh, down, down Under, he he used to run this 30-day challenge. And he's like, for 30 days, every single day, you are 
either coming up with an idea, writing a blog post. And so you start with seven ideas and then you write 10 articles for each one of them and then you launch them. Essentially, he was like, figure out how can you make $1 in that 30 day, figure out that process. Once you have that process down, you will, like there, are, there's, there will be a door that will open in your head that it's basically 42, like the answer of the entire world. Yeah. And, you know, what's, what's the secret of it all? You got to get those processes down. And once you do that, you figure out how to move to that next level. And, you know, all of the stuff that you're telling me applies to what I'm trying to do as well, right, on a daily basis. When I first started a podcast, I was like, okay, I need to get, you need to talk to at least four or five people so I can get at least, you know, two, one or two people that'll say, okay, I'll be on a, I'll be a guest on your podcast. Yeah. You talk to the, you talk to them. You now the next part of the process is, okay, now you've got to edit the episode. You've got to get it out there. I was like, okay, that's easy. But I didn't realize how much time it takes to do those editing, right? So I was spending three hours, four hours, you know, just editing episodes. And I was so into deep too into it that I, and I was, but, but I love doing it. And I got myself fired because I had a full-time job, but I was like, you know, going haywire, doing tons of things. And I heard people, because I was also in groups, I'm like, oh, you should hire an editor. Mm -hmm. edit your episode and I was like but I don't want to spend the money <laughs> I'd rather yeah. spend my time right so yeah. it all comes down to time versus money but sure. then later on you realize I can't get those three hours back no but the money that I spend on it I will make back you know triple three times four yeah. times five times back yeah. if I put those automations in place so really awesome first starting tips yeah so you mentioned that somebody who's already running a business, it's hard to scale back. Mm -hmm. So how would somebody who's already running a business, they're already spending, you know, 70 hours, 80 hours in running their business, doing promotions, doing the outreach. What's the, what are some of the things that they can start to do to scale back their time and, and, and then be able to delegate? Well, your example, I think, is great because what you did in the end was wondering, okay, so basically what you were wondering is how much is my hour worth, right? So if you're running a company, then most likely you are the face of the company. So you're the person that does the sale, that really talks to the clients and that brings new clients in. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of money worth. Yeah. Now, if you are doing, I don't know, a marketing campaign that a social media manager can do for, let's say your, your hourly rate is $250, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're running a marketing campaign and if a social media manager who's an expert in that can do that for $100 an hour, then it's an easy win. So basically, you need to wonder, what am I busy with? What is... Um, can be done by someone else and what's their rate compared to my rate. Um, so then it's almost always, um, you know, someone else can better do it than I can. Yeah. So I can actually do the things I need to do. I can rest 
So I'm, so, you know, so important. better and I'm more um, able to bring the clients in and I'm better in bringing quality because I believe very strongly in quality over quantity. Um, and, and when you're rested and you're more inspired and you're more energetic, it's easier to bring those clients in instead of you being hunched over your laptop at night to, you know, get those Facebook ads up and running or whatever yeah. that somebody else could do easily and most likely even better than you. That's absolutely right. Because anybody as an entrepreneur to jump into something brand new, there's a learning curve, right? Sure. If sure, I've been editing videos and audio for the past 20 years, but when it comes down to brass tacks, okay, I need to spend this amount of time to get this out. You know, that's my time my current time yes you know 15 years ago i wasn't married i didn't have kids right so that <laughs> time feels lighter yeah but when you're older you have kids you have a wife you have to spend time with all of them mm -hmm. then your time becomes more valuable that 250 dollars value that you're putting on your hour that's because you you know there's there's so much more you can do with your time and bringing in an expert who's been doing, who's been great at their craft. I mean, the reason we go to a doctor is because they're good at that stuff, right? Yes. The reason you go to a dentist, the reason you take your car to a mechanic is because they are the experts and they're going to do the job much faster at a lower price than what you'd be able to do yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's actually funny that you, you bring up your family and your children um, because sometimes when people ask me, so what do I get out of it with working with you? And obviously it's the, it's the higher turnover, the, the fewer hours, but still people go like, well, I don't know. But then, and I'm not joking, can you imagine what a divorce will cost you or what you will pay on alimony? And, and, and I'm not kidding, I've saved marriages wow. because people were just, you know, working all the time, unable to switch off when they were finally home. And, and I, I'm never going in there, but you can imagine what that's going to cost you oh my God. And, and, and how miserable you will be, basically. It's not just the cost, let's be honest. That's the last thing on your mind, but it's, um, yeah, the unhappiness. It's... It's, it's something that we take for granted. Just like we take time for granted, we don't see it slipping away. My good friend Angel Jones, he was on the episode and he said, time is like that dude hanging out in the hammock, swinging. He's just going to keep swinging. It's not going to stop. Either you jump on the train or it, it just leaves without you. So excellent points on, well, what do I get out of it? Yeah. You get your time back so you can spend it with the family. There is a there's a um video a video a YouTuber that I follow, uh Caleb, and he's DSLR video shooter. He's got, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And somebody asked him, you know, why are you not on other social media? He's like, I take my job as a YouTuber, my YouTube yeah. I think being a YouTuber as a job, I spend nine. I'm I'm, I'm spending my time from nine to five. Out of those hours, it's my family. 
So I don't need to be in multiple platforms. I can just be on one platform, maximize and utilize its power. And the, you know, because I'm helping people, people out. And so I was like, wow, that is, that is genius. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and, and I think it, he's got a very fair point. He maximizes his presence there. Yeah. And what we often do, and especially entrepreneurs, because they're always excited, right? Let's be honest. You're excited. Oh, I like this. I like that. Let me try that. Oh, yeah, I see the merit in that because we're business people. So you always see an opportunity everywhere. Yeah. So before you know it, you're on every platform doing it half. Because if you're doing it right, every platform needs a different approach because they all have a different angle. Um, and so basically, you're doing it half. So I always say, rather start focusing on one platform, on one thing, on one client. Yeah. Get that up and running really where you want it to be and then expand or differentiate. And too often people tell me, yeah, but this famous brand, they sell everything and this thing. It's true, but it's only after they got their fame. Right. Known, be known for one thing and then they expand. And we tend to forget that we see all these famous people and famous brands doing everything. We're like, oh, but we want to be like that. Yes. But do it first right. Maximize that. Exactly. And then you build on. You got to see their journey and where they first started right? If you take Apple, for example, they started with just building a computer. We're just going to have a computer that you can build yourself, whatever. They maximized that one area. And then they entered the iPod space. And then the they entered the, the other space, right? Um, dude. Um, okay, don't touch the camera. Bring her we're gonna take a quick break because I've got to change my my daughter's <laughs> diaper. <laughs> no worries, I'll, be, I'll wait for you. <laughs> so here's a uh, um, a few messages from our. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. We are back after those cool messages. Uh, thanks for sticking around. It's been a really fun conversation here with Yvonne, and. We were talking about the power of scaling and coming up with ways to maximize your time. Picking one platform, maximizing it, then putting a SOP in place. Now, my wife told me what SOP stands for, and I keep thinking of standards of operations, but that's not it. <laughs> it's standards of protocol or something, uh, practice. Um, standard operation operating procedures. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, and you so a lot. So, like you were you were mentioning earlier, people look at the fame. They're like, "Oh, I want to be like Nike. I want to be everywhere." Yes. But what you don't realize is where did Nike first start? Right. Where did Nike start? Where did Apple start? Where did everybody start that you start with one thing get really 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 good at it and we could take an example from a very recent past dyson the company with the vacuum they did like we make the best vacuums they started with the vacuum they mastered that 
now they're creating fans, they're creating heaters, they're air purifiers. You know, they're they're everywhere because they started with that one. And there's a specific word that that's associated with doing that one thing for the very one specific person, and that's called niching down. When you niche down to a very specific specific person, and when I niche down, I like entrepreneurs, we, we have the squirrel effect. We want to do everything. But I, I thought about myself, you know, I was like, if I were to niche down, what, where would I go? And I niche down to say, okay, I want to help myself. I'm too busy or I have, I don't have enough time. So how can I help myself get to that next level and level up? So Yvonne has given us some really awesome ideas on what you can be doing to scale up and get to that next level. So what's the third step that somebody would take? So let's say you've figured out the one thing you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're, you're minimizing your time. You're, you're delegating. What's number three? You basically, um, well, you stop doing a lot of things. That's, that's um, um, critical and, and that's the one thing we, we tend to forget. We focus, but then we delegate some. But what I often see is that even though we focus and we delegate some, it's like that void that is created is quickly filling up with other things and, mm-hmm. and we tell ourselves, yeah, but I'm focusing. Um, and I think it is critical to leave that void and to leave it be. So really stopping, really delegating, not taking on other work, um, but taking that time to either develop yourself, take a rest, take a break. And, and, and that's when the passion comes back mm-hmm. and, and when you really can put in the, the quality. Like the, the YouTube um, person you spoke about, Caleb, who's Caleb. really... Mm-hmm. He's saying nine to five, that's it. I'm pretty sure that he's maximizing that time and not doing anything outside it. And I think that's a common mistake. Then we're thinking, well, we're focusing, we've delegated. Okay, bring me more. And, and I think it's critical not to do more, but to leave it there. And that's the next step is you have to change your mindset. Because if you keep thinking that you need to work hard, that you are required to put in long hours, to be available 24-7, to do everything yourself, then you will never change. Which in itself, I mean, is fine. But most entrepreneurs I get to work with are really on the edge, on the edge of burning out, on the edge of a divorce, you name it. Um, And... And that's why you need to change that mindset. And, and that's maybe the toughest. Yeah. Because, you know, 24-7, it's a saying. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs are really service-orientated. They, they love their clients. They will do everything for their clients. So if they're sitting, you know, on their couch and the telephone beeps because they've got all these notifications, they check, oh, it's a client, I need to get this. And, and that's the, the, the hardest part to, yeah. to, to change it, to not feel guilty when you're taking a night off. That's right. That's the hardest you know? thing, right? That's the hardest thing to, to feel like you're not 
available, you're not providing service when somebody's asking. And I, I run into that too. I get a, I would get a call in the middle of the day and like, Hey, can I call you back? And I have other things lined up. And a lot of times people are like, okay, uh, I would like to talk to you about this thing. So I send them my calendar, calendar like, Hey, go to my calendar, see what time works for you. And I have an availability for that. Then we can talk that way. I don't have to be running around or be in the middle of a, you know, coffee break or something. It, it puts both of our minds at ease. Like, okay, this is the time we've dedicated and it works out. And, and people are used to booking stuff on calendars. Like when you want to go see a dentist, when you want to go see a doctor, you put stuff down on their calendar. They'll sometimes, sometimes they'll be like, you know, we are really booked. We can't see you for the next three months. Yeah. Right. So that's, <laughs> then you go to the emergency room. Yeah. So, and, and I think you're, you're right. You know, what, what happens is as entrepreneurs, we want to pretend like we're the ER <laughs> open 24 hours, but that's the problem. We are not ER. We are business owners. We have a life. We, we, that, and the reason we do this is because we enjoy the communication and the engagement that we get from yeah. the people that we're helping. Yeah. So um, the one thing I like to share um, that makes it easier to, to change your mindset is that I often ask my clients, so assume you're already there wherever you want to be. Let's say you want to be a millionaire. Okay, so you're already a millionaire. Now, how would you behave? What would you do? What would you no longer do? Um, how would you dress? How would you look? Because a lot of people want to lose weight. Um, how fit would you be? Mm -hmm. How would you feel? What would you think? So basically, you create your own avatar, your alter ego. And when you're in doubt in your here and now, whether you should do something, you ask yourself, would my millionaire person, my 2.0 version of myself, yeah. what would he or she do? Well, you know, if I'm a millionaire, I wouldn't do it because, you know, I, I don't have time. Okay. Easy as is, mm. you're not doing it or you're delegating it or what have you. And it, it actually makes it easier to say no to certain things or mm. to delegate because, you know, in the future, you won't do it. And if you, if you have problems with seeing yourself as a millionaire, you can always craft a successful person that you really like. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's say you like Beyonce. You're like, well, really like Beyonce. Well, I think, you know, she might be famous for, for time management, actually. Yeah. Um, would she see that person now or would she say, book time in my calendar? No, she would say, book it in. Okay, I'm saying book it in. And, and that's a really powerful tool yeah. to start behaving as if and leaving the guilt behind. No, that's perfect. It, that, that goes right into picking a role model, reverse engineering. How did that person get to that point, right? So you, you focus, you optimize, delegate, you change your mindset, and you find a role model, and you start to see those changes in yourself. Yes. 
And there's another word that I was thinking um, that escaped my mind, but having that mindset, having that's basically some of the keys. I mean, it's consistent, being consistent at doing every single one of those things. Yes. And I found out about myself that I suck at being consistent. (laughs) It's because I have got so many things going on, right? I have a full-time job. I'm a full-time dad. You know, so there's there's only so much you can do. But I know that I'm staying consistent with my podcast because I want to I want to bring value to you guys. And you want you've shared so many awesome tips with us. It's it's been a pleasure speaking with you. You know, I can immediately use the tips that you've provided right now in my business, in my podcast, and you know whatever I'm launching because. Like the first portion that you mentioned, okay, how much money do I need to make with my products? I just need to talk to four people and convert two of them. That's 50% conversion rate, right? Yeah. Maybe I need 10 people to convert. Then I need to talk to 100 people or maybe I need to talk to 20 people. So that, And that's it, right? I got to be able to put the word out. So how does one put the word out? Because sometimes we're we are not confident enough to put the word out. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to put the word out. Like, I've been struggling this myself. I have 220 people in my email list. I've only emailed them once, like, six months ago, and I, I saw the response rate was, wasn't that great, and I was like, ah, maybe I don't want to bother them anymore. Okay, well, I, I love this question, and it, it's actually, it, it comes up... Um, always so mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's the one thing i always do is i would ask you so what's your strength right so what are your strengths what are your your what's your added value basically and um tell me one thing you're good at uh, i love technology and i'm really good at figuring things out around technology like the one thing that I'm focusing on right now is launching a mastermind on how to set up your home studio. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because you've done that, right? Because I've and done so it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got the experience. And I remember I'm actually using your tips on the clips recording the app um, mm-hmm. because I didn't know you could trim it in clip and you had music on it. And so I bet you that comes easy to you because you love it and yeah. you've got the experience. It comes easy, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't mind talking about it? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's what you want to look for. So what strengths do I have? What experience do I have? It's most of the time my experience combined with my skills that make it easy for me to talk about. I don't even think about selling. I'm just talking about what I love. So if, you, if you're like, oh, how do I get the word out? I don't like to brag. I don't want to put myself in a picture. Who am yeah. I? I always go back to, okay, but what's your, you know, what comes easy to you? What do you love? What's like, even have you ever heard of the freak power? The freak power? The freak power. No. So when you were small, did somebody tell you, I don't know, to sit still, to be quiet, to speak up, you know, Probably. one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> well, Probably. let's assume they told you, sit still, don't be so annoying, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, told off over and over in school, parents, what have you. 
So most likely you're very energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to this day, maybe your wife goes, oh, go on, go sit down. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> sit still. Right. Yeah. That's a freak power. Mm. It is actually something that we've heard over and over again, not to do. And we think we're bad and we suck at it and what have you. And it's actually your freak power. It's something wow. that's unique. You can't stop because you can't sit still. You're just, you know, I'm all over the place. Hey, that's me. And, and instead of hiding it because you can't, because everybody who knows you well knows you are this energetic bouncing ball, mm. you start using it as, hey, this is me. You know what? I'm going to serve you like no other because I'm so energetic. I'm all over the place, but I'm focused on you. Yeah. And so if you combine that, your natural strength, your, your interest, your freak power, then all of a sudden you're not selling. You're just doing what you love. And then the sales comes naturally. So it's no longer bragging. It's just sharing. And, and, and that's what you need to get back to. Okay, what am I good at? And as soon as you, as you know it, yeah. you don't feel awkward. It's just who you are. That's so true. And, and I've been, I've been uh, you know, working with this team or I'm, I'm, I'm in a mastermind group myself and learning from them. And well, they're like, okay, what is the product that you want to sell? And I talk, start talking about website development and started sounding very boring. I'm like, no, you don't. That's not what you want to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where they gave me the idea. You should be telling people how to set up their home studios because, God darn it, you did it. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell people how to do that? I'm like, and I keep thinking because I'm still in the process of getting this to the next level. Like I, I keep telling myself I'm only 80% done. There's always more room for move, improvement. But people who are not here yet, they're like, holy smokes, you've got a nice studio. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah, awesome point. Thank you for pointing that out. You know, when you when you started mentioning, you know, pe- my parents telling me to, you know, stop moving around, sit still. And I see that in my sons. I see that in my kids, right? Because they're like standing on the chair trying to rock and I'm like, dude, you're going to break the chair. Yeah. <laughs> but they want to do that. They want to sit yeah. like that. They're on top. So I see that myself in them. I'm like, yep, they, you know, they take from me and I'm, I'm, I'll jumpy and I'm, I'm discovering new things all the time. In fact, I just got this uh, um, thing called the soil moisture and light tester because I wanted to test my soil outside in my gardens. And I was test. I was like, I want to find a product that can turn on the t- turn on and off these lights on command because right now I have to get up behind it and turn it off. And lo and behold, I did the research and I found the product, and I, I'll have these tomorrow. <laughs> so there's stuff out there that you can go and find that's gonna help you move to that next level. So thank you so much for helping me find that. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. I do have some questions towards the end okay. for yeah. my guest. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Hmm. Um, well, I have been thinking about taking up salsa lessons hmm. um, because I love the music. Um, I haven't done it, to be honest, because I, 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 to be, I think I love the idea more than actually doing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. So it's it's not that I'm I'm missing out. It's just I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe one day. Maybe one day salsa yeah. dancing. Yeah. All right. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh yeah, that's a difficult question. I I actually do not have a recollection. I just know at a certain point of time I wanted to be a manager. Don't ask me why. And I must have been a bit older. And I wanted to drive an Alfa Romeo. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. I got there. I did drive an Alfa Romeo. Yeah. It's still my favorite car. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the only recollection I have. Awesome. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Okay, yeah. So favorite movie, I've got quite a few. I like, um, what's it called? Usual, Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Oh, I love that. I have seen that, yep. And um, I love Always Rush. Um, I love the music in it. And um, oh, um, Blind Side. I also was, I really like that one as well. That so, was a good one. Yeah. Awesome. So we got three movies. All right, next one. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, really? Oh, something like Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Oh, that's an awesome <laughs> one. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, that song is stuck in my head. Like it's anytime so I hear Kill Bell, it's like, doo, doo, doo. yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite superhero? Oh, my favorite superhero. Um, uh, so I actually think that my so my girl. I've got a I've got a daughter. She's nine, and mm-hmm. she's got a T-shirt. I think it's a superhero. That's not. That's not. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's a girl, and um, it's um, It's not a traditional superhero. That's what I like, and that's why she's got the T-shirt. It's a Afri- African American girl mm-hmm. in a superhero outfit. Okay. And and I would love for that to be a true superhero one day. That would be my nice. You know, yeah, that's I, beautiful. I um, I think they're too little of those. So that would be my superhero. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's one of the reasons why Black Panther the movie did so well. It showed a rich culture of African Americans, and which is true because they are kings and queens in Africa. Yes. Right. What we see here in in the United States is not reflective of where they came from. Right. It was a travesty that was done to them, and it's they they are still strong. You know. Last question: If you were a board game, what would it be? Seriously, a board game? Oh my gosh! Is Twister is that a board game? Well, it's actually a whole body game. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, I'm not um, um, so. I don't know. Monopoly. Monopoly is a good one. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, th- that, that's the only one because that's that's the one we play. Awesome. My daughter loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And last but not least, where can my audience find you? Yeah, so my website is um, amaze yourself with a hyphen. Nice. Amazeyourself.com. And I've got a very nice um, download with a time hack that has saved me on a Monday because Monday is the day I write 75% of my time. It used to be eight hours and I've reduced it to two 
using wow. get time hack. So if, if anybody's interested, it's, it's named get more done in less time. And it's a, a, a very practical guide because I'm practical. Yeah. That, that helps you to save time. So, yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Yvonne. This was very mind blowing. And, you know, we got to connect on a deeper level. There's so many parallels that we got to talk about some of the things that entrepreneurs can take right now and apply to their business to maximize their time with their families and grow bigger. Yeah. Thanks so much Thank again. <laughs> Thanks. I really loved it. I thought it was very inspiring and you're very easy to talk to. So that's oh. a gift. That's one of your strengths. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Excellent. You too. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 